I want to welcome um, Selavi to the In My Fields podcast. Uh, you know, Selavi is a, a, a musician, a poet, an alchemist, has a dope blog called Aquarius Mood, which my wife is a huge fan of, mm-hmm. uh, a tarot card expert um, whose eyes are solely focused on ascension. So um, how we usually start the show is um, thoughts, feelings, emotions, positivity, beliefs, mm-hmm. negativity on the inside, create your outside exterior. So my question for you is how are you feeling right now in this moment? I love that question. Um, In this moment, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling kind of rejuvenated. I just got over a little bout of um, sickness. So this newfound health is like a revelation for me. (laughs) Um, Never been so grateful to just be healthy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I'm I'm energized. That's how I'm feeling. Can you, can you, I, I mean, I guess with, you know, cause I, I feel like I can go deeper with you because of, of, of the kind of things you, you represent. Um, would you say that health and the reason why you felt the way you were is because it is the way you were feeling. Could you, could you trace back? The kind yeah, of- actually. Um, funny enough, I was kind of going through it, like the mercury retrograde that just passed, uh, that was in Aquarius. Um, I was just going through it. Like, and I didn't want to accept that I was going through it. I was very in denial the whole time. There was like a lot of resistance. I was like, no, I'm fine. No, I'm not in my feelings. No, I'm okay. But I was really, um, I was just having a lot of these reflections and like vivid dreams. And like my mind was running miles a minute. And I found myself in kind of this place of despair because um like I'm actually about to move. So I'm like in a transitioning space. I'm moving closer. Well, I'm moving into the city of Toronto, basically. I'm like a couple towns out right now. Um, So I was just in the space of like, I want it now. Like, why can't I be there now? And just kind of like grappling with that, um, that kind of anxiety of it all and the anticipation of it all. And I found myself just being a lot more down tempo, um, yeah, and I, I think that just kind of led me, led my health even downwards too. Like I wasn't drinking my morning tea. Like things just became like off kilter all of a sudden. I like threw my routine out the window. I was like, no, I need a new routine. I need newness. Newness has to happen right now. Um, so that definitely affected my health for sure. Yeah, I, I think we, I, I mean, I, I've been a part of that right now too, is stepping out of the moment of, of awareness and, and living in the now. You know, it's, uh, if, you know, I, I sometimes think, especially me, I'm someone who's super aware of my feelings, my emotions. And I always talk about them. Like yesterday I had, I had an off day and I spoke about it, sat down with my wife and let it all Mm. out. And then woke up today, just like, great. And I'm kind of, I'm reading this book called atomic habits as well, which is, you know, trying to implement some positive habits which coincide with something that you probably see as negative. Um, Mm. For example, now I've started, I I mean, I I try and live presently, but even in my schedule now, setting a reminder of that will pop up as an alarm. And and this would be good for anyone who's listening. Just like something right now that you're appreciative for. And that puts Mm. you in the moment of now. Okay, well, I have to think about now what's going on. Um, And that's kind of what I've been doing. Even like I've just started running again and I used to love running all the, and, and I've started since pretty much lockdown, I haven't run at all. Um, and I've started running and I've set times for my meditation and the whole point of the atomic habit book is to basically, if you don't see it, 
is very hard for you. So, you know, if you say to yourself, I'm going to meditate at 10 a.m. today, and it's, if it's not in front of you, it's hard to see. Yeah. But if you set a reminder or somewhere, then it's like, oh, you know, you have to do it. And I think that's a perfect yeah. example of you with your anxieties. And, and I think that's the reason why we feel the way we feel is because we fight those feelings instead of just being like, okay, I acknowledge you. You're there. It's okay. Yeah. You're not me, but, 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 I, but I can feel it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm a big believer of like setting those reminders. Like, just as you said, I even got my partner on it. Um, Cause I was just like, your phone is a tool. Like you can use it to help you get where you need to go. It doesn't have to just be like social media or calling someone or texting or whatever it is. Like set that reminder and tell yourself like you are the greatest or whatever you need to hear and set it at random times and keep it repeating like every week. And I have... I always have this one at 5 p.m. because that's kind of like when I would get off work kind of idea at the time. Um, and it was I'm grateful for. And I would just it would pop up and then I tell myself, OK, we have to say what we're grateful for today. Um, and that just it keeps you in that space of gratitude, which is like the highest vibration. And like it's just so important, Like even post-it notes, like all kind of like you'll see things on my walls. Like I just keep those reminders going because it's very easy to just fall to the wayside and like, and forget. The creature of habit. That's what we are. That's yeah. What, you know, and if we can break that over time, I think we'll become way more enlightened and more awareness even. Um, I want to dive in because I mean, I've been trying to research this like the, cause you know, when you sent me over mm -hmm. topics to talk about the age of Aquarius and I've, I've been aware of it, yeah. but I don't know it specifically. And there is a plethora of stuff. Is it, has it happened? Is it coming? Has it already been? When is it? I mean, there's like a 200 different uh, people giving opinions on when it is. And all, I, I'd love to know from you kind of your pers uh, perspective of it. Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of tapped into the age of Aquarius, I would say maybe a couple years ago, just kind of hearing about it. Um, and my point of view is that we go through these kind of consciousness cycles, basically, um, as a collective body, if you will, of humanity. And um, a lot of astrologers, they have their different theories and it's, it's really all up in the air for the most part, as astrology is too, because it, it's, a, it's a collective science. So everyone's chiming in and that's kind of the whole purpose of it. Um, I've been reading this book, Ars Nova, The Age of Aquarius. You can probably pull it up at some point. Mm -hmm. um, but that's been a really enlightening book because it's kind of putting together some of the Jungian theory and some of the astrological kind of ancient history um, of like the previous ages of the Aries and the Pisces. And the, the main conjuncture is that these cycles happen approximately every 2100 years mm -hmm. um so the, the the great debate is kind of like what year are we really in like are we really in 2020 like we don't actually know what year we're really in and when we think about <laughs> all these different like cultures and religions they celebrate their own new year so everyone's kind of in their own year within the year that we're in today <laughs> so when i think about the age of aquarius and when i come to explain it i just approach it as this consciousness shift of, of the mind. And um, what we're really seeing here now is, is a major shift. And what we've been seeing for a long time, since I, 
people can say like maybe 2012 or or what it is. Um, we've been seeing this shift towards a more humanitarian kind of way of being for humanity and um, a a more com- community based way of living and thinking. And that's really what that the whole age of Aquarius is about. It's about this consciousness shift of humanity being like, wait, um, we can't keep going like this. Something, something is changing within us and we need to start moving in that direction. And we're, we're seeing it. We're seeing communities getting stronger and forming and, and holding each other, especially during this time, especially during the pandemic, everyone's kind of, you know, looking for these different spaces to to catch them or to to hold them, hold space for them, um, and and that's really the major shift of what it's about. Astrologically speaking, it has a lot to do with like planetary placements and just like the the grand universal time clock, if you will. Um, and what we're seeing there is just a lot of movement and energy in the sign of Aquarius. And we had the great um, Jupiter-Saturn conjunction and a whole cluster right now. I think there's still like four planets. Venus just went into Pisces today, I think. (laughs) Um, And there's a whole cluster of planets in Aquarius. The Mercury retrogrades are gonna all be in air signs this year and it started in Aquarius. So there's a lot of focus just around the sign of Aquarius at the yep. moment. Um, and that's why I believe that it's it's happening now. If a lot of astrologers were like slay me for this, but we are on the cusp, if you will, of the actual age of Aquarius. So we're shifting from that kind of illusionary dream state veal of Pisces into the now um, the more community oriented humanitarian based um, ways of Aquarius. And, and it's a different, it's going to happen in different parts. I like to think of like the light and the shadow. And then we have like this true side of it. So right now we're still in like the shadow side of Aquarius and the shadow side is really like that detached, like, uh, don't touch me. I don't feel anything kind of weird, numb, like I, I love you, but like, don't come close kind of thing. Um, and that's kind of like what the pandemic is right now. Like we're literally socially distancing. Everyone has this detached kind of demeanor from everything. They're like, I don't really want to get too involved, but I'm here for it. Like I'll advocate. Um, there's a lot of activism, revolutionary kind of thrusts and all this. So we're in that little shadow period and that could last a good 10 ish, more ish years. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's how I believe it starts. We go from the shadow, then we get to like the light bright, oh my God, everything's perfect. And then we go into a balanced kind of state. Yep. So, I mean, I mean, I guess, would it be correct to say the Aquarius is the house of the woman? Uh, the reason so, being because um, I read a French newspaper uh, from 1890 and they said that we're in the age of Aquarius. And mm-hmm. when you say it was in the shadows, because it, he stipulates or the, the paper does that uh, it's the age of the woman who will become equal to the man. And when you're saying, you know, we're in the shadow, it makes perfect sense with COVID and everything else. And how, you know, the Me Too movement and everything else. And now men, which should have been done generations ago, 
uh, and now understanding, you know, women are obviously the equality between man and woman. And when I realized, well, I realized why it went wrong is because I think it's religious based. Religion understood mm -hmm. that women are way more superior in terms of spirituality because they give birth to consciousness. They give birth to life. And yeah. I think they, they realize, you know, that's why there's no female prophets. How, how can you trust any religion that doesn't have a female prophet? Yeah. You know, a Joan of Arc per se, even though she was burnt <laughs> at the stake, um, you know. So, I mean, what it's safe to say that I, I, I actually feel that we are coming into it. I mean, I don't know per se too much about it, but I'd love your expertise on it. Yeah, absolutely. So to touch on like that book that I was reading also, they talk a lot about the Aquarian Imago. And that's kind of like, um, there's the image and there's the Imago. So the image is kind of the, the vis visual representation of what we know the Aquarius kind of symbol to be. And then there's like the Imago of what um, the projected kind of, um, the projected being or the projected energy of what Aquarius is. Um, and there's actually two and they, in the book, they kind of go between like, which one is the real one. And we have this one where there's a male carrying the vase over his shoulder, very Greek mythology esque kind of vibes of like, yeah, I got the water I'm carrying this. I'm, I got all the answers kind of thing. And then there's the woman who pours the vase of water into another body of water. Um, who's kind of bent over the water and pouring. And that's the one that we actually go with more so. And that's the one that um, the authors in the book are leaning more towards because they're like, this, this male figure is just another kind of representation of Greek mythological, patriarchal kind of projections. Um, and the interesting thing about the actual Aquarius sign is that it's a masculine sign. So we have this female representation, but the sign itself is masculine. So what we're seeing is actual duality, a female that has the same qualities as a man, but is still a female and carries herself as such. Um, and this also idea of like nourishment. Water is in astrology is really about like feelings and nourishing the earth and this connection to a more like ethereal source of being a more fluid source of being so there's a lot of interesting kind of symbologies attached to this Aquarian woman that's pouring back into earth quite literally um and that's that's where I would say like is where we're really spot on with this kind of idea of duality and equality and how we're coming into this age is like women are now, you know, they're elevated to a level where we demand equality and that is the bar. And also that we demand that we give back to mother nature. That's really a big, big theme in what we're seeing right now is that like, I mean, think about, when they had to stop production in China and they saw blue skies, mm -hmm. you know, this whole idea of like, okay, mother nature actually needs our help and she needs us to listen in and she needs us to give back to her and she just needs us period. Um, so that's a very big kind of symbology within the, the imago and image of the Aquarian symbol of a female who is, has equal kind of male energy who's giving back to 
the source. Absolutely. And I think anyone who's listening in, in terms of astrology and everything else and planetary effects, I mean, you know, the moon controls the tides. So, I mean, we're pretty mm-hmm. much water. So yeah. to think of practically that, you know, planets, when they do come into contact, our energy per se, um, fact, I mean, practically, they, 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 of course, they're going to affect us, us in, uh, in emotions and the way we feel and why we have off days and why we don't have off days. I think, you know, we look too much down at our phones instead of looking up at the sky for more answers, um, which brings me to my mm-hmm. next thing of, of the sky, the, um, the concepts of ascension. Because, again, I mean, there's many. I mean, there's religious ascension. Yeah. Jesus ascending is him. Not dying, but going into heaven as, as, you know, non-physical form, but, but coming back, you know, or him rising, you know, after dying. Um, The resurrection. Resurrection. Yeah. So what, what's your definition of ascension? Ascension to me is kind of creating, not necessarily creating, but accessing this portal within you that allows you to not, not only travel kind of deeper within your consciousness or whether it be subconsciousness, but also to, to project that outwards. Um, And what I'm really getting at is the fact that when we consider the ideas of ascension, we kind of think that like, oh, we're surpassing something or we're growing out of something or we're shedding this or we're doing that. Um, But for me, it's, it really has to do with breaking um breaking the linear timeline if you will creating this whole kind of cycle within you and understanding like okay my I'm also on my past present and future self all at the same time and I can use these energies and pull from these energies to travel anywhere I need to within this time space and manifest anything I need to um and it's definitely a, a lot to do with like a mental thing, but it is metaphysical because it's it's an energetic ascension, basically, is understanding that you are limitless mm-hmm. um, within within your energy fields, <laughs> if that makes sense. You um you have the ability to vibrate at any kind of frequency that you wish and ascending is breaking the shackles of thinking that you are limited or you you are just one thing or you are only here now or any of these time quantum physical um, constraints you kind of just break break those barriers and um, and you are able to manifest things a lot easier and um clearer and you have this connection to a source or a spirit that that guides you through intuition and allows you to to manifest any mm-hmm. of these things and it, it's it's very layered like obviously it's very hard to explain but yeah and for the I- most part it's energetic yeah absolutely i think it's um there's, there's so many i mean the closest thing kind of on the, the the east is kind of enlightenment would would be the ascension is to become enlightened which can simply mean full comprehension of a, of a situation mm-hmm. which brings me to my next yeah. point of you know 
I, I read because I've been diving in more on religious texts just to know the, the kind of fundamentals of their spiritualism. Mm-hmm. Um, and even a thing of I've, I've actually used this before of, you know, in terms of becoming aware of an actual situation, you're driving on a freeway, someone cuts you up, you know, you start swearing or doing whatever. And you start mm-hmm. creating a story or a dialogue of that specific person who's in that car. Mm-hmm. And you imagine how many times a day you do that on every someone doesn't text you back you start creating a whole world yeah. of things that don't physically exist and that's kind of my interpretation of uh, of enlightenment or being aware of the fact that it's not real you know and yeah. then if you put to you know maybe the person in the car who cut you up that you know their wife's in the hospital or they're about to have a baby mm-hmm. or they're rushing yeah. to get somewhere you would act completely different if you knew the actual truth so, but we don't. And I think that to me kind of sums up the awareness and the enlightenment and ascension. Um, and back to your, you know, your vibrational level, which I love um, what you said is, you know, if something that feels bad is harmful or is negative, that's considered to be a lower vibration for you. Yeah. In terms of people who don't understand the, the kind of high and low vibration, in the same sense, if something feels good and great and a positive effect, that is considered a higher vibration. So the whole point in this show is I want people to listen and be like, oh, that's put me in a higher vibration because I I, I love what they're saying and it's informational, it's educational, and I'm yeah. growing after this. Like me before this conversation with you is not the same as uh, I, I'm growing, I'm learning, I'm I'm learning yeah. the age of Aquarius, I'm learning more about ascension and um and everything else. Um, I I want to dive a little bit on kind of the spiritual awakening. Because obviously enlightenment, when I looked at enlightenment out of enlightenment, I'd be like, oh, it was a, it's a great light. Something happens where you know yeah. it. <laughs> it just, it's not, that. it's not actually that. It's kind of the growth process. Yeah. It's all in the process, really. And when I think about enlightenment, I like to, I like to think I've reached it, but I also don't because it's like the more you know, the more you know, you don't know yeah kind of thing so it's yeah so it's hard to put your finger on it but I feel like that's also to the point of like being enlightened is that knowing that you don't know shit and you might not ever know shit and there is an unknown side and you have to just deal with that that you won't know (laughs) um and I feel like patriarchal like capitalist thinking and like especially um, conventional science like always drills in this idea of like you have to know there's always an answer you will know but like there's some like some things you're just not meant to know yeah like you're literally not (laughs) that's a great analogy i mean you're so right i mean the more aware i become the more i don't know anything and i yeah that that used to i used to be fearful of that like life after death i used to be scared of i used to be scared of all these other (laughs) things but I don't know. So how can you re? I mean, practically, you you cannot be scared of something you don't know. And and I understand because yeah. people hit me up on Instagram all the time. It's like, well, how how could you not be scared of the unknown? And I'm like, because I don't know. You don't know what it is. Yeah. So I, so I don't understand how it could be scary because the opposite of you know, I, I sit down with so many people and you know how you live your life. For example, man, if everything in your life is manifested, like everything, yeah. it's, not, it's not a separate thing. It's not this good thing happened to me. Or, or, you know, I manifested that. It's also the bad things. It's also, you know, your death. It's also your life. It's also every single detail, the things in your room, the things in my room, uh, the things I have around me. I know exactly who someone is based on the things they have because those things are drawn by thoughts, emotions, beliefs, 
you know, yeah. everything else, which brings me to my next point of kind of, you know, self-awareness. And because I struggle with this question as, as well as who are you? Who are we? Who am I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I'd love to put that question to you um, because, you know, I, 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 you know, you can write down your name. You're like, but that's a that's a name on a paper. Yeah. You know, who am I? You were given that name. Yeah. I'm a man, but that's a gender. That's not who you are. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know. I'm 36. That's an age. <laughs> yeah. So then you start whittling back and you're like, wow, I really don't know. Yeah. And I, you know, I actually been asked this question before and it was this time when I went on this random road trip with this random European man that I met in a random bar. (laughs) Um, And we were just kind of sitting on this cliff um, in South of France. And he's just like, so like, who are you? What are you about? And I said, I'm everything and nothing. Mm -hmm. And he just didn't like, he was not standing for the answer. He's like, no, no, no. Like, you don't, I don't know what you mean. Like, who are you? Where are you going? Like, what's, what's your story? Like, what, what are you going to become? And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm everything and nothing. And until I'm there, but to, to your specific question, who am I? I just believe I'm a spirit, a spirit inhabiting this vessel. And I'm here to anchor light for people. Um, and not only for people, for the actual universe to, to garner or to, to kind of initiate the shift into the age of Aquarius, because this is such a pivotal kind of time in in humanity in 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 the on the earth if we if you will for for every being not just humans um because um you know we're all interconnected obviously but yeah i i'm a being that was sent here to anchor the light mm-hmm. and to make sure that this transition goes smoothly and that i can influence people in a positive way to to garner this change um, absolutely yeah, how, did you, I, um, how did you stumble across like the, the the tarot cards things and the reason why I, I bring this up because my um i bought my wife um i guess goddess tarot cards so every card yeah. was a female goddess and she pulled out two, she kept pulling out two cards one was lakshmi my wife's indian so i was like oh, i love lakshmi yeah so i was like and then one was the goddess freya and my daughter's called Freya because we named, because we kept, I wasn't oh, going nice. to call her Lakshmi. I was like, uh, I don't, you know, <laughs> it's a cool name, but it's not a name for a child. You know? <laughs> Little <laughs> name. Yeah. And then I kept putting the Freya card. And this is before we even knew we were going to have a kid or anything else. Mm. And, and I was like, oh, that's a great name for, for a child. And then, and then obviously Freya, the actual name is the goddess of everything. Love, war, mm. pain, you know, everything that you could ever imagine. She's the goddess of. And when she was, pregnant we we obviously they'd let you know after a certain amount of time if it's a boy or a, or a girl and yeah. i remember we read some of the results and it was like female chromosome zero male chromosome 0.01 and i was like oh my god we're gonna have a boy and i wasn't prepared <laughs> for any of that and then the next day new results came and it was like it's a girl and i was like oh my god wow. so i was like it resonates deep with me in the tarot card things and i'd love to dive a little bit on that with you um and just you know how you stumbled across that your education behind it um, I find it yeah. so fascinating because it's pulling something completely in the now of something that potentially represents you or where you're going or everything else. Yeah. Because, um, you know, nothing's predetermined. Everything can be changed in, in a moment or a flick of a switch mm-hmm. based upon your thoughts and feelings. So tarot cards, I guess, would be the now or the past or the future. 
I think it's all about the intention, right? Okay. But I like to think of kind of tarot, the practice of it, of like the science of probability and or Murphy's law kind of thing. But it's like when you pull a card, it's, that's that's the probability of what's happening right now. And trusting that kind of intuition is really what you're placing into the cards. The power you're, you're giving the cards is that I pulled this for a reason. And that reason is because it matters right now. Um, and if you pull it for the future, then you pull it for a reason. That's because it matters for that time period that you're projecting into it or your intent is into it. But how I got into tarot is like a very loopy kind of process that doesn't really add up. Um, but my my aunt, so I, ha- I come from a Haitian background and my aunt always had like stacks of books on astrology, tarot and like anything, all the woo woo, all the stuff. <laughs> and I um, sometimes I would like read through them or she would like she would show me different pages to be like, oh, this is what your birthday means or oh, this is like I Ching or different things. Um throwing like random ashes or things on the floor and like this is how you read smoke or this is how you read that and um that kind of got me into it a little bit but I wasn't sold I was just like oh she's just into whatever like that's what she does um and it wasn't until I kind of got into college and um was hearing about it more and like would see different tarot readers and I was like okay this is kind of interesting um and I finally picked up a deck and started trying to learn some of the symbology and I wasn't like practicing it very much like I kind of like put it aside for a couple years I was like okay yeah whatever whatever um and I think about was it three years ago was when I like dug it up and I was like okay no like I I think I need to know what this is about (laughs) um and I started studying some of the symbols and trying to like memorize some things. I don't have a really good memory. That's why I didn't take history in school. I took geography. So I was like dates, numbers. What are those? I can't remember (laughs) symbols like that. Um, But I tried for the life of me to just like keep at it. And um, I would pull for some friends and they're just like, you're spot on. Like you're like, you're really reading me kind of thing. And I never thought that I needed tarot cards to read people, which is the interesting thing. Like I was always that kind of person that would like look at you, hear you say like a couple words and be like, all right, this is what's going on. This is what you're about. Um, but that would put people off because it'd be like, what do you know? Like, So the cards became this kind of like medium of like, well, if I pull these cards, maybe they'll listen to what I have to say about their energy and like believe me a little bit more. Um so yeah, I, I kind of just got into it with some friends and doing that. And then I was just encouraged by my friends. They're like, no, you like, you should be getting into this because you're speaking a lot of truths and like, there's messages here that people need to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, uh, I'll try it. I wonder if, um, I don't know if anyone's ever done a tarot card reading on a podcast. I don't know, actually. I'm not that, maybe. I don't think I've ever heard. Yeah, I don't. I I always see it on like lives and things like that, but I've never really heard that. No, not on a podcast. I mean, because technically podcasts are just all audio. Um, Obviously, I use a visual component to it, but um, I'm wondering if we could do one. Yeah, I'm I'm down for it. A short, abbreviated version of it. Yeah, I can do a little past, present, future. There we go. 
that would be amazing. Three card pull, little one, two, three. Yeah. yeah. So, so okay. basically, I mean, just in terms of, so people can understand Tarek, it, it, I guess it would be a mixture of mine and your energy, right? Yeah. So you could be pulling cards for me, but they could actually be more resonant to you. Pretty much. And like, what I like to do is make sure the intention is set for the person yeah. and I'll clear the deck and I'll like kind of just tell spirit like this is for Lou or this is for whoever I'm pulling for. Um, but obviously my energy is is on it Yep. Um, in some respects. And I have been doing like tarot, like traditional tarot, but I have been getting more into like the Oracle, which is like, just gives you like keywords. Um, and I've been really loving that because it, it, I feel like it tells more of a story and it's just like easier to read in terms of energy, at least. Okay. Uh, tarot has like very heavy symbology behind it. And it's kind of like this card means this, but at least with these words, I can formulate a narrative that fits the energy more than um, maybe what a symbol is, is pointing to. Um, so, yeah. I mean, like, I almost feel like tarot cards, I mean, how long have they been around for like eons? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's funny how, you know, when you talk about the age of Aquarius and tarot cards and everything else, I mean, the stuff that we do now, women were like considered witches for these yeah. type of things. It's, it's, it's just mind boggling to me. Um, yeah. And, you know, I could only, you know, I've heard about past life regressions and other things. I haven't personally done it myself, mm. but I can only imagine how many times we've actually lived on this earth and been reborn and reincarnated and everything. God knows yeah. what's happened. Oh, um, but I find it, I mean, I guess we'll find out when we're in, no longer in physical form. Yeah. And I, and, you know, I feel like sometimes you can tap into that, you know, when you really like ask your spirit or you really try to feel out things. Like, I believe that I definitely have been here before, but I wasn't here for a very long time. And spirit like woke me up. They're like, it's your turn. It's your turn. Come back. Come out. I was like, I don't want to. I really don't want Like, I was actually even late coming out of the womb. Like, yeah. like I was just a late baby. I was supposed to happen around new year's and i was like january 22nd <laughs> oh, oh that is late yeah and my mom's like is this baby trying to come out or not <laughs> i was not trying to come because out. <laughs> my dad was late too but i mean i guess the the the, the dates of the actual birth are, are, they're so vague because they can't tell you when yeah. thieved or any of that so they could be off but i yeah. mean the fact that that is a long time off yeah they're like this is a december baby and i was like end of january <laughs> Um, Which star sign are you? I'm Aquarius. Oh, you're okay. That's right. Yeah, I'm, Aquarius. That's, I'm, I'm a Capricorn. I was like, oh, January, <laughs> late January. I'm, I'm December 23rd. Okay, yeah. 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 So, and my mom's always been into like, you know, uh, astrology and, and kind of the same thing. I feel like, you know, especially, you know, your, it came from your aunt and stuff. I always feel like it's like an aunt or an uncle that would have that. Yeah. It's kind of the connotation, oh, it's the, you know, it's the aunt <laughs> or it's the uncle who does that, you know. Um, but it's great. I mean, it, 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 anyone who's looking to get into this type of stuff, the only thing it's going to do is, uh, well, the amazing thing is bring awareness. It's awareness to every kind of yeah. daily thing, you know, like even to a point where now I wash dishes and I'm like feeling the water running down my hands, mm. the, the, the warm warmness of the water, the, the sound it makes when it goes down yeah. the sink bowl. And I'm like, I'm trying to live a little more deep into that. 
um yeah, when i explain flow people, state that flows yeah and everyone's like oh yeah but that's exhausting i'm like actually it's not it actually gives you more energy because mm-hmm. you're conserving all the energy like oh, i hate doing this yeah. like that's there's so much energy you're pouring into yeah. just hating what you're doing that yeah <laughs> but the, that flow state i always like stress that so much because it's it's meditative it's mm-hmm. like that's it's being present it's being the most present you could be and when you realize that you're in the present moment there's so much like freedom and like lightness to that you're just like yeah. oh this is just this is where i am instead of being in the past or projecting into the future you're just like i'm here 100 percent. and it's even with meditation like it's not sitting on somewhere and closing your eyes and humming meditation could be you yeah. sitting there watching the news and you're focused yeah. on one specific thing you know I, when I meditate, I focus on just watching my thoughts or or breathing or any of the type of, it's always kind of a focus. Mm -hmm. Um, And even like people who are listening, you know, playing video games, you're focused solely on that. And that is meditation. That's probably the reason why I don't watch the news anymore. I don't, I'm not consumed by outside. I'm kind of like my own now social experiment where, (laughs) you know, my circle is my circle and I open myself Mm -hmm. up now to platforms like this and conversations with, with amazing people like yourself and just to spread the word of, we are insanely powerful beings and we can have everything we want just as easy as everything we don't want. So we just have to change the narrative of our own lives. Um, But yeah, I mean, mean, I'm super intrigued by these, the, the, the cards you're about to pull. Yes. Yes. So I was kind of rubbing my hands with some selenite, a selenite stick, and it's just a good um, kind of clear stone that helps you cleanse any negative energy, but also um, stay true to yourself. It's also like a crown chakra stone. So get connected to source. And I like to kind of rub that before I, right. I'm just like, Oh my crystals. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then I got this little angel pendulum that I kind of swing over the deck so I can just make sure that I'm putting the intentions in for the reading to be for Lou. I love it. And then we shuffle the deck and we ask Spirit, what is the past, present, future, reading for Lou. What does he need to know? What's the story? Where is he going? (laughs) Where's my money at? (laughs) Where's his money at? Lou wants to know where his money is at, Spirit. (laughs) Where his money is at? Where is the bag? All right. So we got one, two, and three. Mm. So they're they're pulled. Like, that's it. That, like, yeah. Okay, you do it all at the same time. Yep. From the top. So past, we have mysticism. Okay. This is to do with, yeah, the unknown, you know, tapping into more mystic, um, ethereal, spiritual realms. Maybe you were, you know, you're digging deep. You're digging deep into the unknown. Um, and then presently we have perfection, which is really about getting right with yourself and being in perfect alignment, not only with yourself, but also with spirit, with mother nature, with your surroundings. Um, And then we have service, 
which is about being of service to others, um, to your community, to your family, to yourself. So the story here might be that tapping into the unknown and you're you're finding this sense of balance the, with the perfection you're you're putting pieces together and they're adding up for you and now you want to share them and be of service to people just like this podcast basically mm-hmm. you want to drop the gems share them and and help them serve the community um that is literally my life literally it's there we go. <laughs> I mean because I, I you know I've been pretty you know people can be disappointing and I don't like being I don't like for a I don't like to rely on anyone the only person can disappoint me is myself uh I'm not like talking about immediate family and stuff but even they can be a little disappointing but in terms mm-hmm. of uh I, as I said my own social experiment so I shut myself off you know this mm. is my this is my home this is my castle this is everything else and and I've managed to kind of open myself up now and being like, okay, now I'm in a position where I'm no longer anxious. I'm no longer depressed. I'm no longer stressed. Mm. These type of things. Like I know how to deal with them and get rid of them pretty, pretty sharpishly or allow them to flow through me. And now I'm like, well, now I know all these things. and I have this knowing of the fact that we do manifest everything in life. Um, we are in control. We're in the control seat. Not that I, I, I want to, you know, the control aspect of it. So now I, I'm opening myself up and conversations like this, you know, I had someone yeah. on the podcast yesterday and we, we spoke about the issues of Skid Row, but not the issues per se, because mm. the solutions to Skid Row, um, mm. you know, the war on drugs brings more drugs. The war on guns brings more guns. Yeah. It's, it's the, the, the immersion in the actual issue rather than the immersion in the solution. Um, yeah. so now I'm opening myself up and it, and, and I actually feel great about that. Whereas before I'd be scared to, because I don't want, I don't want anyone mm. to disappoint me or anything else. And I'm on a flow, an energy flow, should I say? Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So you're in alignment, you're in perfect alignment with yourself and now, yeah, you're ready to share, you're ready to serve the community and yeah, it's, that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful Absolutely. thing. And what? I feel like a lot of us came into that kind of, that, that um that narrative if you will through quarantine you know we had that that dark dark kind of period traveling into the unknowns of ourselves like oh my god I have to sit with my own thoughts like what are these what do I do with them where do I put them and then try to balance that and come to a place where we're like okay no this is me I'm good I'm confident and I'm gonna come out swinging now yeah <laughs> absolutely and it, it, it I mean for me the obviously lockdown was a blessing like I was like same this is great like I'm I, I'm working from home now and my whole businesses have now transitioned from working from home my daughter mm. runs in and out. It's, 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 it's like, I love it. I genuinely, and this is why I'm trying to protect where I'm at, but also open yeah. myself up. Um, I want to touch a little bit on religion. Um, do you mm. have any religious background? Is there any religious beliefs? So I was baptized, um, but I, I'm not, I don't practice Christianity. Um, I, Religion has been a very mucky area for me because I, it's like I've been pulled and swayed into a lot of these different spaces. Um, going to high school, basically, like I moved to the Bahamas and when I was 12 and I was staying with my father. Um, so 
I would have like these tutors or these housekeepers and he was like desperate to give me like a this mother figure kind of thing. And these ladies would like take me to their church um, every Sunday. And he's like, okay, it's good. This is structure. Da, da, da. And then I would go to these like youth church kind of programs. Um, and I don't actually ever remember receiving a message that resonated. Um, so I, that, that religion didn't, it was just kind of like, I, I understand what you're doing here, but it's not touching my heart, unfortunately. Um, and then kind of later on into the game, my dad got into like this whole yoga kind of thing, but he was, he was half-assing it. He was really happy. He's just like, I just go to this yoga class sometimes. I do Pilates. And I'm like, okay, like, cool. So we would go and do yoga. Um, and he took me to this uh, place. I think it's called Sivananda. It's like this little private island on Paradise Island in the Bahamas. That's where I was living. <laughs> Wish I was right there. Right <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, we did this like retreat thing for my birthday. And we did a bunch of yoga and they gave us this vegan food. And I spoke to like this um, Indian shaman who's reading my birth chart and like doing all these things and um, giving me these messages like, yeah, you're going to be a really great teacher someday or something, something like that. And like, it just, I really resonated with the, like the energy and the, the mindfulness that I was, that was being shared with me. And that's what got me into tapping into buddhism so i started to read like a lot of just buddhist texts and like the chnat han and like just getting into more kind of buddhist principles mm -hmm. um but i wouldn't call myself a buddhist because i have never really gone to any temples or done any of these practices rigorously so religion to me is kind of like a i don't i don't really resonate with any religion but i appreciate buddhist mindfulness the most yes. um because that keeps me like centered and grounded and obviously mindful um so yeah that that's kind of where i stand with religion like i'm not a religious i'm spiritual that's what i like to say like i like to tap into various spiritual elements and various teachings from different religions but i'm not tied to any specific religion mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how do you um yeah, it's funny because uh, only now have I started. I mean, I wasn't raised religious or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Only now have I started. Like, for example, I, I didn't want to read any of the Bibles, but I wanted to read the teachings of Jesus. So mm -hmm. basically, I got a book, which is solely, literally the teachings of Jesus. Interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I, I want to know these things. Um, and even like, you know, Jesus didn't write anything. Uh, <laughs> you know, Buddha didn't write anything. They didn't write anything back in the East back then. Yeah. Kind of just, you know, word of word of word. Kind Oracles. Of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and, and, you know, you start realizing they kind of all touch up on the same things. Yeah. Um, it's just perspective, I guess, for back then and kind of using it to your advantage now. Um, I, I, I want to ask you just probably one more question, actually. Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously your blogs and everything else, there's there's such a cool element to them, cultural element. Um, how do you vision love? Love. Wow. Yes. Um, how do I envision love? As this, like, ever-present energy that is so big and so vast that is always accessible to tap into. Um, 
I don't know if I envision it. I feel it. Mm-hmm. I feel it as this very strong vibration. And it's, it's interesting because like I've meditated before and like I've asked spirit, like, I just want love. And like the vision that I had for it is like romantic love or partnership. But then the feeling that washes over me within that meditative state is this like inexplicable, like all encompassing love that just brings like these tears to my eyes. And I'm like, oh, this is what love is. Like, it's this, it's not this kissing or it's not this hugging or it's not these cuddles or it's, it's not what I'm envisioning as like these, this loving energy. It's literally just this all encompassing, like knowing that you are a part of this one oneness and and knowing that you're so loved and that there's so much love around you to tap into that it, it can almost make you burst from the seams um yes that's yeah. yes you pretty much summed it up because yeah. <laughs> i mean you know we put this you're right so there's this romantic conditioning of you know from the movies mm-hmm. and this and that and everyone knows you know you're in a relationship the first year is like incredible and yeah. then you know then the the, the kind of the jealousy starts kicking in and you know all these other type of insecurities yeah. which are your own um and then it kind of you know i've been with my wife now 10 years so like beautiful yeah i mean and we but we speak about everything we're completely open and we're growing together there is no you know yes. anything you know we meditate together we run together we do everything together and there's <laughs> togetherness that. even like our office i have a there's a desk here too and all this stuff is hers Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're always every day working together. And I think that is just being okay with someone, you know, this notion of you have to be an in intense love forever. Otherwise you're not. Yeah. And I think it, it's about wanting to be with that. Someone that someone's is your ultimate best friend. You want to share the whole entire universe with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's for me is where, where love represents in manifestation of love. I think, the way you yeah. summed up was beautiful spiritual love and everything else in terms of, you know, kissing and hugging, all that type of stuff. That's like the physicality of. Exactly. There's feel. so many parts. So many parts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I just read um, Bell Hooks all about love. That was like the trending book of the summer. Um, and oh, she, she does such a great job of just explaining how multifaceted love is. But I think at the crux of it is she's basically saying like, love is the the kind of the will or the intention to to um basically love someone and grow with them and make not make sure but to to foster this growth to the towards their highest good and yours and like vice versa so it's really like yeah, it's that growth with somebody and and loving the whole process and not just with somebody, but just loving. It could be your pet. It could be anything really, but loving the process of the growth or the transformation of what it is you're loving and, um, and yeah, and just, and being there for it every step of the way. Beautiful. And, and just, just, just to obviously touch on the, on the music tip um you Mm -hmm. you, you've put out an album um what's next for you music wise music has been like all over the place for me I've been having difficulty tapping into like the this perfect sound for me if that makes sense um the last album I put out was well 
pretty much like a mixtape that I did in conjunction with um, producer um, Andre Futrell. And it was, we made this kind of duo group, Savoir Faire. Um, and it was just this mixtape that was about like revolution and um, kind of, I, I would like to say the age of Aquarius almost, because like I was really speaking on so many different facets, but it was it had a lot to do with just like this black renaissance. That was kind of the theme. Um and now that I feel like I'm actually we're actually kind of in this space of a black renaissance. I'm like, what do I talk about? Like sometimes I just feel like I've said it all, but I, I'm really working towards saying more with sound versus my actual vocabulary. Um, and I'm looking forward to releasing maybe a project next year, but there are definitely singles on the way. That's that's for sure. There we go. Um, yeah. I, I, I honestly, I can't thank you enough. This has been fucking awesome. Um, thank you. You're an amazing people. So keep ascending, keep, yes. keep awakening. That's even the right sentence. Um, <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah, thank you so much, Lou. This has been a great experience. And yeah, just bouncing ideas and thoughts. I always love that. Um, yeah, and keep doing what you're doing too. This thank is amazing. you. Thank you. I mean, you know, I kind of started as a, uh, you know, I used to I used to be a publisher at Sony ATV or now Sony Publishing. Mm. And what I would do is, you know, no one's from L.A., person you know no one hardly True, yeah yeah <laughs> so i would have these i call it team lou hang so it would be like a ton of writers producers artists mm. maybe some a and r's and they just we'd all come over to my small little apartment and then we'd um you know everyone would just get to know everyone kind of i tried to yeah create a community of people that would just you know rather than me being like you should work with this person you should work and it was kind of like oh we should actually do some things and it became this <laughs> like some amazing thing um, and I would give these talks to be like, you know, uh, the artistry thing is this is warped world of creating in pain. And because, you know, mm. our predecessors, artists or painters, poets, there have always been something conflicting about them, which makes them special. But yeah. I, don't, I don't necessarily feel like you should channel into you could channel into it, but you don't become it. Mm. Um, and, you know, you can just create something as amazing in pain as you can in happiness, too. Um, so I was trying to bring yeah. that awareness to someone who's a creative, you know, like people like yourself who would, you know, it, you don't know where it would come from. It would come from somewhere, but you'd write things and it would be a source to channel that source and try and make it a habit, habitual thing. Um, it was actually really mm. good. I mean, I loved it. And this is where the podcast, cause I'd sit there and I'd be talking about this type of stuff and they'd be like, Whoa, and I was <laughs> like, Oh, you know, let me just put it in a podcast. I mean, and I enjoy it and yeah. I get to have conversations like this that I would never normally have sitting at home or being out and about or anything else in our daily lives. Um, and it's just highly mm -hmm. educational for me, like age of Aquarius and Ascension and stuff is like, it's, it's amazing. 